Have you ever been frustrated trying to build a business that you love, connect deeper with your family, and take care of your physical and mental health, but it just seems like you never have time? In my search for those answers, I found out that there are three very specific things that family-driven entrepreneurs do in order to excel in it all. If you're someone who's interested in learning these three things, we have a free upcoming training that you can register for so we can share these three things to help you succeed faster. Check out the show notes or go to modernleadership.us forward slash workshop. This is a limited time workshop, which will be recorded just in case you can't make it live. Thank you for being willing to lean in and continue to grow. And above all, keep leading from the front leader. Welcome to Modern Leadership, the podcast, where we see things differently. I'm your host, Mark Hildebrand. I'm a husband, father, master life and legacy coach for leaders, co-creator of the Pushco Certification School and 20-year law enforcement officer from Southern California. Once I realized how leaders looked at things differently, I was able to lead myself to a 100-pound weight loss, lead more effectively in my police career, create a successful business, and a better connection with my family that was more aligned with the legacy I wanted to create. Now, this podcast is for ambitious, high-performing leaders who want to create more, but refuse to do so at the cost of the other important areas of their life, including their family and their health. People who are willing to see things through their modern leader lens. If that's you, welcome to Modern Leadership. Let's go. Have you ever wondered how some leaders inspire people to take massive action, while others make people want to run in the opposite direction? Having studied so many great leaders and getting the opportunity to lead as a sergeant for the LAPD for 20 years and being able to coach some very incredible leaders in my business, I've learned there's three universal principles that great leaders understand to get people to take inspired action. Because if you want people to have massive results in their life, you must find a way to get them to take inspired action, not because you told them, but because you have their 100% buy-in. Now, you probably have a leader in your life that inspires you as well. See how they do these three things incredibly well. Number one is leaders understand the power of the belief system. Now in coaching, we talk about belief drives behavior. Simply telling people what to do is not the answer. As a leader, you have to understand what other people believe will either get them to take action or take nothing at all. This is why if you see any of the bad leaders leading with what the company wants or what that specific leader wants, you're going to quickly see that that's going to diminish the morale of the team. But if you can tie it back into what they want, you'll get them to show up every single time. So instead, as a leader, ask yourselves, what do they have to believe to get them to take inspired action? Now, when I give you an example, back when I was on LAPD, we had this pursuit policy that came down. Basically, it said that we had to stop pursuing certain people if it didn't reach a certain level of a crime. Now, I got to tell you, a lot of people were upset about this because there was a lot of times that we would get guns off the street, stolen cars, and a lot of people who were doing bad things that we did not want out in the community. But that all had to come to a stop. Now, I got to tell you, back then, I didn't really have a lot of great leadership in the specific division that I was working in. And instead of coming out and letting us know like how this applied to us and thinking about what we needed to believe before we actually implemented this new policy, they basically put it down on the table and said, you have to abide by this. That is enough. Only it wasn't. Now, at the time, I was a sergeant and I knew that I needed to help people believe something else entirely different about this policy so that I could get their full buy-in. So I went back to the root of why this policy was actually enacted. And it actually had a really powerful reason. You see, it was enacted because so many people were getting hurt, both police officers and civilians, where at the end, all we found out is the person just didn't have a license. And the times where we did actually make an arrest did not outweigh the lives that we had changed for all the incidents where people were getting injured. So instead, I went back into roll call and I reframed it this way. I said, listen, none of us like this policy because we feel it's our duty and obligation to get people who are doing bad things off the street. 
but I want to share some of the reasons why this was enacted. I started to list some of the people's lives who had been changed, both citizens and police officers, because they ended up pursuing people that we were no longer able to pursue. And when they started to see the implications of that, specifically for the citizens and for the police officers and their family, they started to understand that, yes, this was there to protect people from liability, but also was there to protect them from being physically harmed. Now, I got to say, after this conversation, did I have 100% people's buy-in? I absolutely did not. But the buy-in that I did get did eventually sway 90% of people in the room. And that's because I framed it thinking about what they have to believe about this policy before they actually give me their full buy-in. Number two is they understand the power of their words. They know that how they communicate is critical and they don't leave that up to chance. They use specific language to inspire action. Here's an example of assertive language. We are willing to be uncomfortable and do it anyway, because that's what great leaders do. We are made to do hard things. This gives us a powerful opportunity to earn the right to lead others rather than allowing doubt to creep in. So this is the type of language that will inspire people. But there's also language that is used that will demotivate people. So, for example, this might work, but I don't know if it's the right move. I'm not sure what you think, but maybe we can try X, Y, Z. There's no confidence in that language. And if you don't have confidence, others won't have confidence either. So how do you figure out if you're using the appropriate language? You can always use this hack when diving into learning this skill. Check in with how you feel after a leader communicates with you. What are some of the words that they said that got you to take inspired action? Or what kind of language they use to demotivate you? Number three is they know how to tap into people's hearts to provide them with hope. This is something we actually teach in our life coach certification. Some people do this naturally, while others, like me, have to learn it. You've probably heard these terms before from us, but there is a difference between head voice and heart voice. They both speak to you, but the head for some reason tends to be louder until you learn how to turn down that volume and turn up the volume of your heart voice. I like to describe the head versus heart difference like this. The head is always focused on what's broken, wrong, or missing. It's the reason why news media gets so much attention, because they're always focused on fear-based tactics. Now, our heart, it comes from a different place. Have you ever heard people say they just know it in their heart? Now, the heart voice talks about the potential for the future, of hope, of purpose, of joy, and of love. So how can you check in to see which voice is taking over your actions today? Well, the head voice is rooted in the past. If you ever have any feelings that are related to fear, doubt, worry, judgment, shame, this is 100% your head voice. But if instead you're listening to the voice of the future, of hope, of purpose, of potential, of abundance, and of love, this is 100% your heart voice. You see, many times the head voice is related to you, where we can easily talk ourselves out of taking action because of what effect this could potentially have on us. But our heart voice is related to other people meaning what we're doing out there for the world, the impact that we're making. Now, as a leader, when you can tap into people's heart voices, you give them hope that it's possible for them. Let me give you an example. It's like the difference of you have a really busy day and you have a checklist of things to do and you're just doing them as quickly as possible just so you can check off the box versus actually looking at what each box means. I know for me personally, that means me reaching out to another human and offering the ability of hope, helping them through something they're struggling with and knowing the impact that this is going to make on them and their family's life forever. Can you kind of feel the different energy that comes from that? And that's what great leaders do. They give you the ability to lead you to your heart voice. 
Think about this. When you get done listening to a powerful speech, what do you believe is possible? Are you rooted in hope, in abundance, in love, in purpose, and in potential? That's because they got you to lean into your heart and not into your head. Now, like Teresa said, this is a skill that you can definitely learn. Keep leading from the front. Bye, leaders.